On today's show, it is done and dusted, and perhaps mercifully so, because the way that this Game 5 ended, you could say that it was eerily similar to Game 4 in Miami, but this was far, far worse. It actually couldn't even... You couldn't even make this up in your head how the Bucks decided to lose this game, not only in regulation, but then they doubled down and did it again in overtime. Just an absolutely disastrous way to end the season. I'm usually an optimist, Frank, but this one, I tell you, that is that is tough to swallow. Let's talk about what we just watched. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. And you can see and hear me on the show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. But alongside me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And the offseason has begun, but we do, look, we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen right throughout the season to people that have joined us throughout the season. Uh, we know that there's been a lot more listeners over the last week or two since the postseason arrived. And to be honest, I thought we were at least going to get into late May. <laughs> So I did not expect this. There's no no question about that. I don't think anyone did, but uh, we do appreciate everyone listening. I'm sure there'll be lots of comments, and but you know while you're there, at least drop a like or a subscription. We would appreciate that uh, while you join us here. But thanks for joining us today. I know this is going to be you know maybe therapeutic, maybe painful, maybe you'll be hate listening. I don't know, but uh, we know that there will be people listening to this podcast, so we appreciate it, Frank. Um, I don't know if um. I'm laughing a little bit and you're laughing a little bit. And I don't know whether it's genuine laughter or it's just shock. I, I did say to you, there was a point and we can break down it. We don't have enough time to break down everything that went wrong. But the, when it got to the end of regulation, I definitely did get to a point where I was like, look, just hit the three and just end this series. Because even if the Bucks somehow win this game, I've got zero faith they're going on the road to do anything. Because after watching game four and five, I don't know if I even want to see a game six in Miami. It was just got to that point, the old Keystone Cops. Uh, it was it was unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable what we just witnessed. Yeah, it's 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 hard to imagine a team going from you know being that consistently good in the regular season, the team that had championship pedigree, right? Was the title favorite, you know, I think according to most odds coming into the playoffs, and um, just get like psychologically cooked that quickly and that completely right and that's that's the only way i can describe what we saw the last two fourth quarters i mean it was you know on on the dunked on pod nate nate duncan and danny were talking about like remembering trying to remember like some of the biggest fourth quarter meltdowns not just comebacks but like meltdowns right where teams just like blew blew these playoff blue playoff games we literally saw two of the most mem to me like i think most memorable playoff choke jobs in consecutive games from the bucks i mean and and the second at home to literally like go home and stay home in shame and you know you go from being title faves i tweeted at like you know they literally go from title favorites to the biggest punchline in the league within the course of a week right jimmy haslam just bought this team <laughs> can you imagine being jimmy haslam you buy 
by this team. You own the Cleveland Browns. You're like, oh, I finally bought into a winner. And then the Cleveland Browns stink apparently just like immediately takes hold over this team. And, um, and uh, here we are. Um, I mean, first, let's say this. One of the great playoff performances in a series that I've ever seen from Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler owns Milwaukee. Bucks fans, you know, understandably <laughs> talked a lot of shit about Jimmy Butler the last couple of years after that playoff sweep two years ago. And now everybody's got to basically shut up for the rest of Jimmy Butler's career pretty much because what he did um, was incredible. Right. And I said it after last game. I mean, Giannis ain't the best player in this series until further notice. And Giannis had a good start. He had good moments tonight, but you know, basketball God magic that we saw in game six of the finals, which I'm will forever be thankful for. Cause I got to be in the building for it. All that free throw, good juju. He had gone 10 for 23 huge misses. I think he started six for eight, which means that he went four for 15 the rest of the game. So we can always speculate how things might've gone differently. If Giannis doesn't get hurt in that first game, right? Maybe the bucks win this series, right? Maybe they win that first game, win that second game and they win this, this series. You know, I, I think, I think, I think we overstate how like fragile this shit is, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just how like a few things here and there swing a game here, swing a game there. Um, who knows what may else be Siri, going on? I don't under- <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that either, Siri. <laughs> I don't know where my phone's at. Um, we don't know what else may be. I, I, honestly, I mean, you kind of wonder, like, what's going on with the Bucks? Like, what, what, what? Like, is there something wrong? This is such a low drama team. I'm assuming there's nothing like else going on, sinister. But um, just the complete lack of ideas and and just lack of execution in these last two fourth quarters. This is a team that won a title executing down the stretch of game, making clutch plays on both ends. And, you know, especially against the Phoenix Suns, a team that was renowned for being the clutch team. They always won clutch games. The Bucks won all three of the close games in that series and win an NBA title. So it's not like the Bucks haven't done this. It's not like they're incapable of doing it. But, I mean, again, we, we kind of, I think, assume these guys are like robots or, you know, that they can always block out pressure and, and whatever. And clearly that that wasn't the case today. I mean, the, the, the first two shots that they hit, what they hit two shots in the first seven or eight minutes, the Drew shot, terrible shot, <laughs> which he hit. That's that horrible sidestep back three that got the lead back to 10. And then Wes Matthews with, what was it, three minutes left? He hit that really difficult fading three to make it an eight-point lead. Those were like the two hardest shots they took in the fourth quarter, and those are the only two shots they make. So just, you know, again, just all these bad things kind of just going wrong, you know, at the same time. And, um, you know, again, I mean, it was amazing. They even had a chance to tie this game. I mean, it was fitting, right? It was fitting. Like, again, just from this like weird karmic, like how to make this as embarrassing as possible, like getting a huge lead. So just so you can blow it, then blowing the lead, then thinking that, Oh, we made the shot. We're up four. okay. We're going to win this. Butler missed the, the three that could have won it. And then somehow you conjure up, allowing Jimmy to get that tying basket. And then you don't take a timeout when you have a timeout with a half second left, just malpractice from the players, the coaches, unbelievable finish to the regular to regulation. Then it looks like they're basically like laying down in overtime. They go down seven Cody Zeller getting wide open dunks off inbound passes. And then somehow, of course, they get the, but they have a chance to actually tie this game. I'm totally fine with 
not taking a timeout there because Lord knows what they're going to draw up <laughs> out of a timeout with this against a set defense. But to basically just run into brick walls at every turn and to not even get a shot off, I mean, that was just like the chef's kiss ending on, again, just one of the most spectacular failures that you're going to see for a team in the NBA, right? When you just factor in the regular season expectations and the consistency, the pedigree of the team and going out the way they did in such rare form in the first round. So, yeah, I mean, it. I don't think anybody in that building knows what the F just happened, right? Even though we kind of saw a version of it two days ago um, and it, just so many, well, obviously we can talk about a lot of the questions um, all summer, but I mean, I don't think Bud is getting fired tonight. You know, people joking, not joking about Bud being gone by morning. I don't think the Bucks are going to make a decision on that in, you know, the next eight hours or something. But um, I mean, literally like you have to question almost everything after, after what we just saw. So it's interesting you talk about Mike Budaholzer. Let's get into that next because there was some fascinating stuff throughout that game. And as you said, Twitter is absolutely blowing up. People are asking all sorts of questions. I've already seen some stuff come through from the post game. Uh, so we'll get to that because that is going to be not only a talking point, it might not end very, you know, in the next 24, 48 hours, but it's going to be a talking point, no doubt. Uh, eBay Motors is a sponsor of the show. Uh, unfortunate ad read here. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the key and the name to the game. And when that's the same when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, we do thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first watch or first listen of every day. We, we appreciate it. It's been a long ass season to this point. Uh, we hoped it had a bit longer to go, but we appreciate the support uh, nonetheless. So Mike Budenholzer, I've seen a tweet come through. You mentioned the timeout at the end of regulation. Uh, Mike Budenholzer told reporters they needed to call a timeout at the end of the regulation, and they did not. Well, that is very true. It is a very true, true Perd, statement. Perd hap, the Perd Happily um, uh, recap of, of that decision, yes. So uh, that's the first we've heard from post-game. There'll be a lot. And we're going to podcast tomorrow. And I think tomorrow will be more about the reaction from post-game because I have no question there's going to be some fascinating quotes from all uh, the stars on this Bucks team and Mike Budenholzer as well. But if you just go through this game, he was already being questioned immediately to start this game by taking the challenge about two minutes into the game. Uh, and look, I understand the theory of saving a Giannis foul. And we've discussed this a lot but it doesn't pay off. And then Giannis is in foul trouble with his second foul a few moments later. There's probably challenges you would have liked to use down the way. The fourth quarter, the Bucks shoot five or fourth quarter in overtime, five for 25 from the field. Just some horrific shot selection. We don't know the health of Giannis, so I don't know what was the cause of this, but it was just posting up Giannis on every single possession for some reason. That wasn't working out. Chris Middleton somehow wasn't able to touch the ball over the last few minutes of regulation. The timeout stuff, 
just, I mean, there is so many things you can get into from Mike Budenholz, but it's fair to say he is going to be in the hot seat and there is going to be plenty of analysis out there. I've been a defender this whole time. The interesting thing about the timeout with 0.5 seconds left in regulation, I immediately thought to the last possession in Brooklyn in game seven where there was two seconds on the clock and they seemed to have no idea how long was on the clock and time just ran out as well. Now they went to win that game. But back then we were talking about is Mike Budenholzer going to survive this postseason? I mean, it, it hasn't been a great playoffs. And I, and I don't think, you know, five years into the role, we think there's going to be significant change. Uh, I don't think this bodes well. No, and I mean, I think you have to think about roster and coaching staff. You know, like your, what are your degrees of freedom? What are the levers you have to, you know, change what we, what we just saw? Um you know, and it's sort of those things. It's like, you know, is there, could you run it back and compete for a championship? Sure. I mean, Jimmy Butler is older than Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, by the way. Like, I don't, I don't know if people like ever think of it that way. I mean, it's not like those guys are at an age where, you know, they're condemned to, to no longer be kind of top level players. Um, I think they obviously have to kind of evaluate everything. Um, but I mean, we've talked about it. Bucks have no pick flexibility to to make trades that way, right? Like they they can't use Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, who could become a free agent, um, and you know add a bunch of picks and go get. I don't think they can go get like Damian Lillard or something like that, right? Like they just don't have the assets for that, right? You just spent five second round picks on freaking Jay Crowder, who literally didn't play the last. Well, no, he played he played like one second in this game. <clears throat> or like that one like end of possession at, I think at the end of the second quarter when they were trying to make sure Giannis didn't get a foul. Um, so, I mean, literally like the, you know, you just look at what the, what flexibility they have. Um, it's pretty minimal um, other than essentially keeping kind of this core back and kind of investing in it further. So if you're, if you can't change the play, the players that much, what can you do? Well, can't fire the players, fire the coach is kind of the obvious thing to do. And, I mean, honestly, I think the first question, I mean, I don't think they're going to make a decision probably because I think they probably, if, if I'm John Horst, I'm probably going to give it a couple of days and then go ask Giannis after the sort of fog of war has cleared kind of where he's at, right? Um, we know Giannis is extremely loyal. So he's not, I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to like immediately kind of say, yeah, screw this guy, fire Bud, unless, you know, he thinks that that's actually a change that needs to happen. So, um, so I think they'll probably assess it. Um, again, I, I don't, the Bucks don't seem like a team that would make like a really fast move, but by the same token, um, if you're going to change your coach, change your coach, <laughs> you know, like um, there's not a lot of value in, you know, spending a month thinking about it and um, you know, who they would go after. I mean, Nick nurse is the biggest name that's currently out there. He's very, unlike bud in many ways which could work or could not work he probably bucks fans might hate him for very different reasons than, than they dislike bud but um he's a guy with the championship pedigree as well so yeah i mean uh i again like i think there's I, i've never been one to that's quick to blame coaches i think honestly as fans we kind of tend to overstate our ability to understand the role coaches play. But I, agree. <laughs> I think, I think, I think the thing to me though, was the way they melted down. It just seemed like, it just seemed like a complete, again, psychological mess, a complete 
disintegration of confidence. And again, what role does Bud have in that? What role does having a different coach in just being different, right? Just changing it up. Um, you know, I think when they lost to the Heat the last time 4-1 in the playoffs, that was the huge spark, the shot across the bow after the best regular season of the Bud era. They had to change stuff. They, they couldn't just run it back. That was what instigated the trade for Drew Holiday and almost acquiring Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, so that, that was what precipitated some big change then. And, you know, I think in some ways losing to the Heat the way they did was probably, it was good because they couldn't sort of be like, well, we made it to the East Finals and, you know, we're, we're close. Um, and similarly here, you weren't fucking close to making it to the second round, <laughs> you know? Like, like, dudes, that was pathetic. And so you can say that, you know, maybe this whole series is different if Giannis doesn't get hurt. I believe that. But, you know, if, if we could kind of step back, right, if we could rerun the simulation and Giannis doesn't get hurt, I think there's a really good chance the Bucks win this series. But what happens after that, right? And, and oh, by the way, the Bucks. They get the heat in the first round. They would get the Knicks with home court with home court in the second round. They completely botch a really great first two round path in the playoffs and just, you know, fire that out the window. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of these things like they have to, they have to reckon with what does this team need to make another run at a title next year? And they just had the rug pulled out from under them by themselves, essentially with help from Jimmy Butler. And um, that's a really, I mean, honestly, like that, you know, nor, you, you'd love to be able to kind of just like take a beat and really think about that. And I think that's probably what you need to do. But by the same token, like for coaching, I think you probably have to make a decision pretty quickly because I don't think you really want this festering, you know, for the next month or two or something like that either. So, um, so yeah, I, I didn't, I did not think we'd be talking about Bud getting fired uh, coming out of this play, this playoff, certainly not in the, at the end of April. Um, but you know, the coach's job is to bring organization and structure to this team. The culture and structure and organization of this team has been a huge strong point under the, under Bud. You can argue about, you know, certain sort of aspects of, you know, his, his play calling or whatever it might be, but, um, but here we are. And it just seems like there needs to be real change and, Again, if you ask me, I'm changing more of the. Co- I, w- I would change the coach before I would kind of overhaul the roster or at least the the core players, just because I honestly I just don't think there's, you know, some magic some magic silver bullet trade necessarily either out there. But again, we'll we can talk about that, right? It's they should be evaluating everything. Yeah, I think you, the point you made about uh, letting the dust settle first of all, I agree because it, I think even for us to looking about it, it's, it's hard yeah. because you didn't think you were going to do it at the end of April. It's not even it's the been, end it's of It's been April. 20 minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and even like knowing this is an elimination game, like I, I thought they would win tonight. I didn't think they would win game six, but I thought they'd win tonight. I certainly thought they were going to win after three quarters, even though we just saw what we saw in game four. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're all kind of just reacting in real time to this. And as far as the coaching goes, and this is just my quick, thoughts and i've said it before but like you said i don't really say too much about coaches because i just don't think it's as easy as sitting on the couch and saying oh make adjustments oh you didn't do that oh you didn't call a timeout like i've never been that guy and i think the most important thing is what you pointed to what do they know on the inside and do they think that they need to make a change but there are some 
eerie similarities that we're having this same sort of podcast. Now, there isn't the pure fear factor that there was last time with the Giannis contract hanging over the head. So that, I guess, is one thing. But it does feel like there's going to be a fascinating offense uh, offseason for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, there is still definitely a few talking points to get to to this game, some of the other players uh, throughout. So we'll obviously get to that as we continue to move through this uh, post-game podcast, last one for the season. But we'll talk about our friends at Ibotta first. Uh, groceries, school shopping, and getting or getting a little something for yourself. You know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it? And you can do that with Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Uh, Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. A typical basket of groceries was over 50 bucks more expensive at the end of 2022 than at the beginning of the year due to inflation. That is, that's, that's not acceptable. You could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more, depending on how much you use uh, Ibotta as well. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners five bucks just for trying uh, by using the code LOCKED. When you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. Uh, that's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. I, th- I think because, again, like it's it's really hard to to dive deep into this. Again, just looking at some of the tweets and the reaction coming from the locker room, uh, I think Giannis said that everyone's shocked, everyone's quiet. Um, they certainly looked that way after the buzzer. I, I think probably in the next few hours or the next few days, because maybe you're unsure of what's going to happen with this group. And there's a reason why I said on yesterday's podcast, and I've said all season, I wanted to go down with the ship because... It, it sucks because I wanted another deep playoff run to watch these guys together because it's been a pretty remarkable five seasons. And I know everyone's going to be frustrated and there's going to be people that want people gone and traded and fired and all those types of things. But geez, it's been fun along the way as well. And I think part of the reason why this is so hard is because even in game four and game five, they really were in control for six of the eight quarters in those games. <laughs> and they just weren't able to pick up a win. So you saw that this team at times showed composure. At times they showed the big shot making. Chris Milton carried the team in the first quarter. In the third quarter, he came up with consecutive big threes and you're like, okay, here we go. This team is starting to roll. But it's going to be a shame if there is change because these guys these guys have been good fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I said as the game went into overtime, you know, I asked if we could fire the Bucks into the sun before OT started. Um, <laughs> and I don't feel good about that because, A, this is a great group of people, I think. Again, not like I know these these players personally or something like that, but, you know, you know people around the team. Um, it's a really easy group of guys to root for, um, starting with Giannis and, and Drew and, and Chris and Brooke. Um, but you've you know, and also got guys like Wes and, you know, Jingles and, and all those guys. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was an easy group to root for. It was, it, it made watching them win a championship, the ones that were there for that, I'd say like so much more meaningful because you really were so happy for the guys that, that had put in the time and, and were able to win that championship. Um, so it, you know, there's no pleasure in, in having these discussions about, you know, wanting to blow up the roster and, you know, sending guys, um, in often trades and things like that. Um, but, uh, 
you know, I mean, it's pro sports and I think, uh, you know, you never know when your contention window is going to slam shut. I don't think, you know, even if they run it back, I mean, again, like, I don't think they're suddenly like incapable of winning a championship. Um, I think, again, this was just, I think Giannis and the presser were just, as we're doing this, these pressers are happening. Giannis alluded to the fact that the Heat were playing to beat them and the Bucks were kind of playing to win a championship, i.e. they were looking ahead and they were thinking about the big picture, which is interesting because it's so contrary to the mindset that we've heard from Giannis, right? Every day get better, right? One day at a time. Like he's spoken a lot about, you know, the work he's done with their sports psychologist, um, to kind of have that sort of mature mental approach. And, and obviously for Giannis frustrating because he basically missed three of the five games. Um, but when you, and I came, wonder what surgery he's got coming as well. While we're talking yeah, about probably. I mean, we don't know. Wrist, what he wrist surgery, playing, right? wrist surgery, yeah. hopefully not back surgery. Wrist Jeez. surgery would probably be my, my bet. Um, if, if anything, um, you know, uh, is that going to fix his free throws? Not holding out my breath, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think this was, I mean, we talked about it like late in the regular season, right? Like the, the thing I struggled with, with the Giannis MVP discourse was like, he, he regressed in, in ways this year, right? Like free throw shooting. Yes. But like the jump shot overall. Um, and obviously some of it's because he had to take on the bigger offensive role with Chris out and probably had to force some stuff. The turnovers were up, you know, just, and I thought defensively, like also he had to make compromises. I don't think he was as impactful defensively. Um, as, as he hasn't been in previous years, having to put up that much effort in offensively. So, you know, this was kind of, feels like, felt like the first time where it felt like Giannis really took a step back um, or at least sideways as a player in a season. Like he had, it felt like he had kind of peaked prior to this. And so it's, maybe it's kind of fitting, I guess, right. That this is, I mean, he, I think he said in the presser, this is the biggest, I don't know if he used failure, but it's the worst postseason experience he's ever had. I mean, even when he was in his second year, they went six games when they lost to the Bulls in, in, as a whatever they were, six seed or whatever it was. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a bitter disappointment, obviously, for that group. And I think fans, right, we're trying to figure out what happened and what needs to happen moving forward. The organization obviously needs to do that. You know, huge financial impacts in terms of missed revenue from additional rounds of the playoffs and home games. Um, that's, that's real. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Nobody's going to say like, Oh, it's okay to not pay Brooke Lopez now because he didn't get, you know, those extra six or seven home games in the playoffs. But, um, but it's, uh, it's, it just impacts the franchise in so many ways, right? Utter embarrassment for the franchise impact on fans, ticket sales, yeah, you think ticket sales are going to be as hot next year after this? Probably not. And uh, obviously what what we care about, which is, you know, roster movement and what the team's going to look like and who the coaches are going to be. So, um, so yeah, I think it's just a, you know, ice bucket of water dumped over you. And um, the last time this happened, literally losing this in the same way to the Heat in terms of the, the series score. Um, as we said, it was kind of a galvanizing moment to make a big trade and I don't want to say like, you know, rebuild the roster or anything like that, but like definitely a, a reshuffling of the roster, which led to a championship. And now I think the question is, you know, what are, what are your options, coaching roster, et cetera. And, you know, what is John Horst and, 
and ownership do to, to address that. But um, yeah, just a lot of questions that, you know, we were not expecting a week ago. Yeah, I think, uh, and we've, I think we've disagreed a little bit on, on the MVP stuff. I, I, I mean, I, and people will say, well, you just won't put any blame on Giannis for anything, which is, which is fine. There might, there might be some truth to that, but I, I would be curious to know what Giannis thinks about how the challenge of this season has been from him. When you talk about the offensive load he's had and the things he had to do early in the season, when Chris Milton wasn't there and there were other guys that were out and they were playing weird line, like, I would be curious to know because we see this a lot from listeners of the show and a lot of them are massive Giannis fans and they, they get pretty angry at me and you and when we do criticize Giannis. I mean, he's he's well mostly Frank. Yeah, it, yeah. it is mostly Frank. I'm the one that fair, criticizes but, Giannis, yeah. But I, I would be fascinated to know Giannis has been sort of how much input does he have? Does he get really involved in what the team does? And you already mentioned his loyalty and he loves Chris and he loves Brooke and he loves all these guys. But I do wonder if, you know, there's any part, if they talk to him, whether he's like, you know, is there any way we can get some more dynamic players or maybe some younger players? I don't know. I would just be curious to know where his head's going to be at in a week or so, as you pointed to, when the dust settles. Because I, I think, um, no doubt, the numbers don't lie. The efficiency outside of the restricted area, all those types of things, was a struggle this year. But I, I think physically, this is probably the d- most difficult season he's had for a while. And also, w- we talk about this. When you go back to the postseason year on year on year on year, you, when you play Eurobasket in the offseason, it adds up. And this guy plays as physical as anyone in the world. By the way, it's a World Cup year. And then Olympics next year. <laughs> well, that that would be the upside of him getting wrist surgery, right? Is that it would be an no, excuse No, to... I'm not saying that. As an Australian, you can't take away... <laughs> It's like Joe Ingles playing for Australia this year. Paddy Mills, we need it. Yeah. I know I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, you know, I think Giannis, uh, just looking at some of the stuff coming out of the presser, I mean, I think there was certainly some, I think already some thoughtful reflection from him um, about what this means. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously just another another chance to win a title that unfortunately, you know, last year, I think the Bucks felt like their chance was kind of taken from them with the Middleton injury, but even with Giannis missing, you know, essentially three games here, um, this series, I mean, this, this, the accountability has to start with, with themselves and looking in the mirror and realizing that they did this to themselves. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's just going to, again, spark some, probably some difficult conversations, because, um, you know, <clears throat> like with Chris, right? Like he can opt out. Like does Chris, does Chris want to be here? Does Chris hear, is he aware of the like Twitter sort of discourse around him? I mean, it's funny, right? I mean, he, he, he's had the monster first quarter day, 33 points on 24 shots, six rebounds, six assists, right? 41 minutes. I mean, Chris Middleton in this series, right? Like it, I mean, I think we're going to look at the numbers. Last game was a disappointment, especially from a scoring perspective. Um, you know, obviously you wish him and the rest of the group made more shots in the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, it's not like, what, let's see, what did he, what's he going to average? I think he was averaging 72, um, 86, 119. He probably averaged like about 24, 25 points a game in the series. On and, good efficiency, you know, yeah, 
Yeah, solid efficiency. Um, I think the defense was really the, the, the thing that yeah. stood out, right? The fact that they were just relentlessly targeting him. And when Jimmy went at him, it was just, you know, a fist through wet tissue paper, right? I mean, he just <laughs> looked physically overmatched. It was, it was tough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, again, like if Chris opts in, you could trade him, but I think that's the, I think that's honestly like the biggest, the biggest threat to the Bucks talent ceiling next year is Chris Middleton opting out and going someplace else. Cause maybe he's just like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm feeling bad vibes or, you know, some, someone else is going to offer me a big, huge payday. And maybe the Bucks have some questions about that now. Um, and if Chris leaves, I mean, what you were saying, Giannis, you know, basically taking this huge load because he has to, he has to carry the team offensively in ways that he doesn't want Chris is around, blah, blah, blah. I mean, then that's, that's his new reality. Cause you're not signing. There's no magic, you know, way to, to add a guy of that level. Um, if Chris departs via free agency. So, um, you know, Drew, I think is interesting. Cause I mean, did any of us think about Drew being a guy that you want to trade? No, but um, you know, he's going to be coming up on his, um, he'll have an opt out year, you know, um, after next year and, um, every year he can't shoot in the playoffs. So, I mean, do you make a shakeup by trading Drew Holiday? It seems crazy to talk about, but I think the Bucks at least have to think about it. So, um, yeah, unpleasant conversations, but, um, I don't know. I, I will default to run it back and get a new coach. That'll be my, you know, run it back ish, right? Like there's obviously going to be things that change around the, the margins. Um, but uh, and there's also some impacts from the CBA. Like the Bucks actually are pretty incentivized to keep basically the guys that they can keep in part because they're going to have less flexibility to add new, more salary after the mm-hmm. summer. So we can worry about that later, but yeah. Um, we, that's uh hey Frank, we got a lot of content we're gonna get through in the next Will freaking... would would Marjan Bochamp have been able to turn this series around, Kane? We're gonna spend a week talking about that. No, we're not gonna talk about that, but um it's hard to believe. It's we may we may we, we we may need to, right? We may need to spend a week on freaking Marjan Bochamp. Um but yeah. It's hard to believe he could have done worse in those last fifteen seconds when it's like uh hey, someone just hang on to the ball and shoot some free throws. <laughs> You're treating it like a hot potato and trying to launch it to someone. You're trying to pass the responsibility to someone sitting in the front row. You want Gruber to shoot the free throws to keep the season alive. I mean, goodness sake, just hold on to the ball. Oh, that is unbelievable. I will never watch that fourth quarter or overtime again. Just an it's better. It's probably is it is it you were kind of yeah, I mean you were you were basically saying it it does feel almost better in some ways to just rip the band-aid well if you're just, gonna have change as you said frank yeah, like you there's no point in it. extending just yeah just get it yeah. get it over with and, and yeah. then you're forced to have a look at it i don't know that yeah. doesn't feel good yeah well but, that and that that underscores that like you know fuck this team they're they, they weren't winning a championship versus if you you know losing seven to the knicks or something like that or you know you make it to the <laughs> east finals and i mean like just get crushed by the celtics or something like that right then at least this way we have no illusions about what this team was. Right. And, you know, we can throw around frauds or whatever it might be. It's so hard. It's so hard. The, as I always say, like the, the playoffs are a series of small samples stuff sometimes carries over from one series to the next. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, it's so hard to predict. And, uh, but the only thing, the only thing that doesn't care, the only thing that is guaranteed to carry over is, winning a series or losing a series. And if you lose, you're carrying shit over. So 
um, Bucks get a, a nice long summer to kind of contemplate where it all went wrong. All right, let's wrap this up. As I said, we've got plenty of shows still coming. We thank everyone that's lasted to this point in this podcast. Uh, and look, we, we do appreciate the support. I know there'll be plenty of feedback in the YouTube comments and thoughts and feelings. Uh, send in your questions. We've got plenty of time to get to them and we will get to them. Last thought, because let's end on some sort of silly, funny, silly note. Uh, Josh Semmer on Twitter just tweeted at me and said, was it a mistake for the Bucks to get rid of Bryn Forbes? And I kid you not, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I kid you not, there was a moment in this game in the second quarter when I actually thought the game was over in the second quarter when the Bucks were down by eight and they just looked like they were struggling big time. I thought, I wonder if this is the curse of Bryn Forbes and the Bucks have, because they got that, all, you know, the, the Jimmy Butler series in 2021, now they are forever doomed against the Miami Heat by random role players just going off. Like Gabe Vincent looking like CP3, Max Struess just out of his mind, Duncan Robertson. So uh, the old curse. I mean, we, we, it's like, it's funny, right? Because like this is such a, this is such a like an existentially significant game that we don't really break down stuff that much, which I don't know that people, you know, care about us talking about the, way that Brooke Lopez inspired that second quarter run, whatever, right? At this point, like who cares? But um, but it is wild to look at the box score. Bucks shoot 42% from three. The Heat finally held under 40%. Kane, woo, only 37%. Bucks shot 28 more free throws and hit more threes. And they lose this game. I mean, it, it's just incredible how, how the math works sometimes with a basketball game. Like you do like these three things, you think, oh, you can't lose. Never underestimate what this team is capable of. And uh, I guess we got to bring it back, Kane. Never we trust will. the Bucks. Never trust the Bucks. It's oh, back. No. It's right. back. Until further notice, it's back. All right. On that note, we'll leave it there. Thanks again uh, for watching. Thanks for the support through the season. We will be back tomorrow with all the extended post-game reaction uh, from the press conferences. I'm going to go and check them out now. And uh, then obviously they're going to have exit interviews and media days and all those types of things. So anything crazy happens, uh, you know where to get your news locked on bucks. We'll still be here Monday to Friday. Jeez, that's a that's a tough thought. No, <laughs> no game days, Monday to Friday. But we'll be there. So please continue to join us. Stick with the podcast. We appreciate the support all season long. For Frank and myself, uh, we'll catch you guys soon.